Welcome to the Author Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. And I'm Matt. And uh, this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Uh, tonight, as always, we're socially distanced. Depending on which time zone Matt's in tonight, we, we're our normal three. <laughs> uh, so Ross is on the East Coast still. I'm in the Midwest. And Matt's either Mountain or Pacific time. I don't remember what time of year it is. Uh, we're, we're Mountain right now. We're Pacific in the summer. Yeah. That's, we, we just I we was, boycott daylight savings. Yeah, and I wish everyone did. I absolutely yep. hate it. Um, that being said, I still have small children, and Ross's hasn't been affected by it yet, but my, <laughs> mine are very much affected by it. Um, uh, I was actually in Arizona one year when Daylight Savings Time happened, and I looked at my friends that we were staying with, and uh, and I was like, what do we do? And they were like, nothing. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like, we just changed time zones. The way it should be. Uh, so yeah, Matt, Matt's back. We realized it's yeah. been two years. <laughs> Almost to the day. Yeah. I meant so, to have him so back before then. Matt's last show was, uh, it went out December 20th, 20, no 30th that's of like, 2020. Yeah. That's like, we're yeah, still the in the pandemic. A little, a little different <laughs> then. So. So good. Yeah, so, so good. Ross. What is your update? Because you sent it to me today and I couldn't Man. tell. I was driving, so I didn't get a good look at it. Minor, minor, minor updates. Um, Jeff Glucker sent me a next base dash cam uh, probably between six and eight months ago. And I finally got around to installing it in the Lexus. Um, it took about 10 minutes to install the extent of it and you know the the catches i i bought this adapter thing um from a company called dongar d-o-n-g-a-r presumably because it's some kind of dongly apparatus um <laughs> and it splits the power coming from the truck to the rear view mirror um and sends some of it to the rear view and some of it to the uh to the dash cam and uh yeah so it was it was pretty easy uh it took about 10 minutes to do the whole install and it took about 20 minutes to look for the spring um that uh that is used for the sunglasses holder that the lexus has above <laughs> in like the whole like overhead thing yeah uh, this the spring that is still mia it so, evaded you yeah it man you know, sometimes You're, you know who's going to find it, right? Fasteners. Yeah, my daughter. In yeah, your daughter's like going to find it. Take she's <laughs> crawling around in the truck. I'm just glad you knew. Um, <laughs> no, no. So the so the sunglass holder is it's a weird. It's like so it's flush in the overhead thing that has the sunroof button and you know like the SOS button, all that stuff. And there's a sunglasses holder and it's got the mirror in it, so you can like see. And Chris, you know because. The forerunner that you sold me had that because yeah, the exact the, same thing. Yeah, it's no, no, not just the exact same thing. Literally the same, same part yep. numbers, same <laughs> everything. Um, and there's a tiny little spring with a stick coming out of it that operates the mirror sunglasses cubby. Um, and yeah, that little spring is gone forever. So. Not forever until till your daughter finds it. Until until she finds it. I took the floor mats out. My only thought is maybe it's like in the rail, like the seat rail. But dude, I don't I don't I just gave up. I was like, fuck. 
I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll go through with a vacuum when it gets warm. So, yeah, now I have a dash cam. Thanks, Jeff. Also, I know Jeff isn't listening to this, but fuck you. Uh, he's in New York City, went from New York City to Westchester across Connecticut. Didn't and see you. To Boston and probably <laughs> took the Merit, which because the leaves have fallen, I can literally see the Merit from my house <laughs> and went from New York to the, you know, to Westchester, across the Merit, up to Boston and then into wherever it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Jeff's not <laughs> listening, but Jeff, I'm calling you up. Is he on a schedule? Like, is that a press trip or is he just visiting family? Nope, visiting family. Okay, so he could have swung by, at least for a meal. He could have swung by for literally a beer. Cup of coffee? Uh, yeah. Yeah, anything. So. So speaking of swinging by, I'm changing my update. I'm I'm having breakfast with uh, Derek Powell tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I saw an, uh, Charisse uh, was at U.S. News for a long time, rent car stuff, Um She's in Chicago and she was like, hey, I'm getting to meet Derek Powell today. And I was like, Derek, I'm off tomorrow if you're in the area. And he's like, no, I'll be there. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to drop off my oldest at wrestling practice in the morning and meet him for breakfast. And when our breakfast is over, I'll pick him up from wrestling and then head home. So um, can you you don't you don't have a, an iPhone, but can Derek FaceTime me? Potentially, yeah. I can. <laughs> <laughs> if you throw WhatsApp on your phone tonight, you and I could video call each other. I'm sold. (laughs) Virtual breakfast. There we go. Welcome to the only Android user in my entire (laughs) family of iPhones. And they're all like, we Uh, can't FaceTime. He's like, if you put in one app on your phone, we can do it all the time. You could use Messenger if you wanted, but we can do WhatsApp. It's easy. Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll just include everybody in it. Uh, Maybe the first time I've said that in 145 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Sorry, there's no little Android spite over here at all. Like, oh, not no, not no. at all. No, no. Hey, and I, she, she's almost five, but like the ability to put my phone in kids mode and hand it to her still matters. So, um, <laughs> she's almost five already. Holy, yeah, shit. she'll be five in June. She was like so. brushing up on two when we started. It's cr- <laughs> crazy. She's still a baby. Crazy. <laughs> so yeah um that's my update i'm gonna i'm gonna hang out with Derek powell tomorrow so uh i was super excited about i have no idea what he's driving i do know he is driving i don't know what he last time he was in town he was in town on a bentley i don't think he's here in a bentley um i uh, text him after this show is over well i kind of wanted to be a surprise so like Derek, well, would you show up and shit yeah, i'm not I'll, gonna be there <laughs> there's part of me that's like i bet it's like a kia seltos or, or seltos or whatever that one was that you Dude. had the keys <laughs> <laughs> the one that i put triple the mileage i was supposed to like, yeah. sorry kia yeah. i mean i wrote that's it honestly like we've been thinking about replacing the cx5 and uh and the seltos has come up it's it? uh yeah it's i mean it's it's really good for how cheap it is. So my favorite part of that is you're just going to have to go into the dealer and be like, hey, can I try this baby seat in your car real fast? Because that's going to oh, be your biggest issue. God. Dude, oh, that's the problem with every car. Like we have this Duna thing and and Matt, you have kids. So you probably know the, the car seat shenanigans, but um, we have a Duna, which incorporates the stroller into the car seat so it's the most convenient thing ever but it also makes the car the whole contraption about four inches 
longer front to back than pretty much any other rear facing car seat. I just want um, you to know, Duna is not spelled the way you think it's spelled. D O O N A. Yeah, I tried yeah. an N. That's yeah, not yeah. accurate. Um, and the and four inches in terms of rear legroom and uh, I guess length between the seat back in the second row and the back of the front seat is an enormous amount of space. You know, so so yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, How does, ours is green. So I have so many questions right now. She, <laughs> when she gets bigger, you're going to have to get a different car seat. Yeah, 30, 30 pounds and then it's over. Okay, we but did something was, different. She was she was 16.4 <laughs> pounds on the scale today, so I still have time. Yes, you have plenty. Yeah, plenty of time. We, yeah. I think we went with something. By the time Lil, like with, with Lil, like we just, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't even think about that uh we wrote like hers was rear facing but it didn't it didn't have the like handle and come out like we would just grab mm -hmm. her and carry her like we didn't use the baby carrier um mm -hmm. by that by the time you get to the fourth one you're like ah it's fine i'll just freaking carry this kid like just... <laughs> if um it's if so I much had... more ergonomically friendly so uh, yeah anyways let's uh let's so Dude, that thing's really interesting looking. <laughs> it is an engineering marvel, I will say. So here, here's here's the story. My my kids are 27. I have 27 year old twins. Oh wow. My my wife had a 91 Mitsubishi Eclipse when we had yes. the kids. <laughs> she tried for hours to figure out how the car seats were going to go on the back of it. <laughs> they would not, and it's probably. The one time I've seen my wife cry the most was when we had to sell that car. Really? Oh, Dude, those things are awesome. They all, yeah. all, all because of the car seats. Okay. What uh, dare I ask? What her vehicular trajectory has been since then? Um, has she, it been eclectic like an eclipse was? No, she, she's she is a truck person. Um, so she currently is is driving a. Uh, 2022 Ram 1500 Eco Diesel. Okay. Ooh, Eco Diesel is very good. Yeah, she's she very. was very happy with that. Yep, good trucks. Said 2021. That, that, yeah, that's that is, that is somewhat eclectic. I mean, the Eco Diesel group is like, you know, between the Ram and the and the Grand well, Cherokee. You know, that's going to mean live. something because I isn't it going away for 23? No more Eco Diesel. Well. They have killed the diesel. Um, yeah, the the diesel fifteen hundred is dead. Yeah. yeah, but I thought the fifteen hundred yeah. Ram Eco Diesel went away too. Um, I'm not one hundred percent sure. I'm not sure. They've done that before though, and then yeah. said, "Oh, by the way, we Viamatori <laughs> has a hundred thousand extra engines." So, <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty three Ram fifteen hundred three liter Eco Diesel will be the last of the light duty diesel. Fit in the fifteen hundreds. It's too bad. That and the uh, the you know GM three liter baby Maxes. What fucking awesome engines, dude! I saw a badge the other day that said Vortec and then it had Max behind it. Was that one yeah, of those diesels? Vortec Max. Uh, no, that was like two thousand ten. That was like a that was a six liter V eight. Um, I don't think it had cylinder deactivation, but it was. It was an attempt for GM to bridge the gap between what 
Briar was the Silverado SS and what followed as just like a, you know, the RST. No, not long, long before that. Okay. This is, I think the Vortec Max was, that was early GMT. It looks like 0506. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and was it a six? Was it a six O? I think it was six O. Let's see if I can. I don't know if I deleted it out of my photos or not. No, I I still have the photo. Oh man! All right, let's see. Because I I took the picture and I was like, "What is that? Like that looks weird." Yeah, no, that was a real thing. Um, yeah. So Vortec Max was uh 2004 for the 2005 model year. Or is it yeah six liter LQ nine. 345 horsepower, 380 pound-feet of torque, uh, which was effectively the same thing as what they did in the Silverado SS. Uh, and the, I guess also the Trailblazer SS. So, no, that completely fit. derailed us. Yeah. No, seriously, off the rails. Those were the trucks that I grew up like fascinating over. Um, you know, the two of those, the, the limiting factor being the... Um, you know, the 4L transmissions, which were and still are fucking terrible. So the 4L E60 or the 4L E80? Uh, it was in the, yes, yes, in both of those, but also the 65E was, yeah. yeah. I, they're, they're torque converters. You got to build in like a 3000 RPM stall for them to do anything fun. My favorite note about those transmissions is uh, there are tuners that will tell you if you just put another zero behind whatever the first two digits are, that's the amount of torque the transmission is, be, is supposed to be able to hold. So the 4LE60 would hold 600 foot pounds of torque and the 4LE80 would hold 800 foot pounds. I never boosted anything <laughs> yeah. in that realm. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got a friend who we could have on the show who uh, specializes in building high power Chevys, but boost. That, that's a different topic for uh, a street oriented show. So, okay. And today we're talking about off road stuff. Um, Wait, we we have a street oriented show. <laughs> I mean, we've definitely had shows with people who are more street oriented than not and then and just like dabble in the off-road stuff you know like yeah uh vaughn tanner <laughs> i always have some element of off-road in their past though so yeah yeah okay let's talk about matt <laughs> yes hi matt <laughs> welcome back where do you want to start matt <laughs> there's a lot's happened in a couple years oh that's for sure yeah, ton, tons happened in the last two years for sure. Yeah, you want to start corporate or personal? <laughs> uh, let's go to the corporate side first. Okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, just over two years in at Tread Lightly, and um, you know, honestly, if you guys would have asked me when we did this two years ago what the expectations were they won't be anywhere near where we're at. <laughs> um, the last, <laughs> the last two years have been just incredible. Um, you know, we've got a really great team at tread lightly. Um, and, and the team is just, it's been awesome to watch, watch the work that they put together. Um, so like quick hits for, for, from the corporate side, 
So our fiscal year runs uh, October 1 to end of September. So for fiscal year 21-22, uh, we did 113 trail projects in 22 states. Holy cow. Wow. Holy shit. Um, yeah. The not the largest number we had ever done in the past was about 40 in a year. Oh my God. <laughs> um we had exponential uh, growth. Yeah, 2140 volunteers. Wow. On those projects. Wow. Um, which was crazy. Uh 336,000 pounds of trash pulled off of public lands. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. In 12 months. So yeah. Um, you know, the stewardship stuff's been incredible. I think the other thing that's been really crazy is we had around, let's see, October of 20, we had about 2,800 paying members that were part of Tread Lightly. Um, at the end of last fiscal year, we were over 12,000. Holy, Holy shit. crap. So, What's the all-time high? Is that the all, is that it? That's that, that's the all-time high. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Do you attribute that to an, an explosive interest in the off-road and overlanding community or is there like a COVID factor in that or is it just like, you know, so people it, realizing what, what's out there? No, I mean, I, th I think those things are both part of it. Definitely. You know, but the other thing that I probably heard the most when I started was, um, and I heard it from people that I consider pretty good friends in the off-road industry. And it was, Matt, we just don't know what Tread Lightly's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it, we have ramped up the communication effort in the last two years to make sure there's no question about what Tread Lightly's doing. Um, you know, and I think if you're in this community, um, you know, with just like the numbers I just gave you guys, you know, we joke about the Tread principles and the last one being do your part. I think if everybody sees that we're doing good work, everybody's going to do their part and get behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think that's really been the key. Um, you know, we went from on our news feed on our website. I, I think we were posting, you know, maybe 20 things a year to now we're posting like, you know, 80 to 100 things a year. Oh. You know, social media. <laughs> We're, we're doing multiple posts a day. We, we've just got so many things going on, you know, all over the country. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really been the difference. Just making sure everybody's aware of what we've got going. The whole do unto others thing tends to travel a lot quicker than people doing shitty things. <laughs> and especially in the age of social media, you know, and, and you know, your whole efforts are maintain and improve and promote that you know so it, it, it's good to see that um especially not just from the side of a member but also from the side of of a, a trail user you know and an environmentalist and and whatnot um so yeah do you, do you guys have any big 2023 pushes or or things you're really like looking to do and change or, or is it just you know Best foot forward. Let's keep going. Um, so we told our board at the end of uh, October with our annual board meeting, uh, we think we can do 120 projects this year. Um, we're we're interested, obviously, to see 
you know, kind of what the economy does and and how that impacts things. But right. uh, we've 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 really tried to set ourselves up well. We've increased our team. Uh, we were eight when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at eleven right now. We also had two seasonals uh, this summer uh, on a trail crew in in Utah. Um, we're working on seeing if we can get that number to four uh, in the in Utah and and even maybe in Wyoming a little bit um, next year in uh, twenty twenty three. So, you know, all of those things are I think are going to continue to help us expand. But we want to keep the stewardship efforts up. Um, it, it's a great way like you just said, it's a tangible, visible thing that you can see change, you know, and, and that's, that's the world that we live in. People want to see a visible and tangible change to think. And then we're, we're working through the educational component, you know, with that. Um, and we've got, you know, we've got some big things coming in 23 for that. So, um, you know, it's really kind of stay the course uh, for 23 mm-hmm. in terms of stewardship efforts, but we've got some pretty cool things that are, are coming here in January that we're excited to, to announce when the time's right. Cool. That's awesome. I love working, it so much. Are you working with any new agencies or, or groups or trail crews or anything? Any, anybody fun? So, I mean, the industry partners that we've formed in the last two years are, are pretty amazing. Um, you know, if it, it's hard when you start calling out individual industry partners but you know, in, there's a enlighten couple. us. <laughs> it's been two years since we spoke. Yeah, so. <laughs> there's there's a Who's couple. Joined? Um, I, I would say really in the last six months, one of the biggest uh ones that's come on is KM. Uh, oh. KM yeah. actually came to us and said, "Hey, you know, we we understand there's some challenges going on in Utah. You know, how can we help? We'd love to support Project Works in in Utah." So they said, "Hey." would you guys commit to doing 12 projects in Utah? Sure. Yeah. Would love it. And um, we've got about uh, half of those done. Uh, The other half of those will finish once we uh, get rid of the snow now in in Utah. Um, Wrong time of year. But then they came back almost on the heels of that. And they said, Hey, you know, our dealers in Florida are saying there's some challenges down there. Can you come up with some projects in Florida? Mm -hmm. And we said, sure. So now that we're working on four projects in Florida, two of those are completed. We've got two more there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, KM has been huge in in making those happen. And, um, you know, he really appreciative that's, of them jumping on board to make that happen. That's really interesting. So, I mean, you know, Tread Lively is is most known in, the, in like the Jeep community and, and um, I guess Toyota by proxy, but the Hanam community and the divergence into the and presumably correct me if I'm wrong, it's probably the UTV side, not the ATV side of Canam that's making the big push. Um yeah, so, they they fall under Canam off-road, so both ATV and yeah. UTV. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, I ride for ATV rider and and as of mm-hmm. very recent past UTV driver, um it's it's the same mantra you know in just a different manner by which you go about it and it's it's interesting to see that they're dipping their toes into this you know the way that the 
the automotive OEMs have in the past. Um, and it, it's good to hear that because, you know, um, I was working on a story, the Massachusetts story about how UTVs got banned from the trails, you know, and it, and it, it went from, you know, dirt bikes and ATVs to UTVs and then state just totally banned UTVs with like pretty much no warning. Um, and the efforts that something like tread lightly could do, um, actively and proactively would potentially be the difference between people enjoying this kind of hobby and, and not. So it's interesting, interesting to hear that, that, that the, um, that the power sports companies are, are starting to get wind of this, uh, and, and, you know, make moves going for this. So that's good. Yeah. That is good. No, it's, it, it's great. And I mean, we have great support from Yamaha and Polaris and Kawasaki as well. We actually have, uh, somebody from those three organizations on our board, um, and, and hmm. they support, you know, us and what we do, uh, as well. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a huge part of that. So the, you're right. I mean, when we look at trail access, um, you know, for us, it's anything that's motorized recreation and, you know, that can even go to somebody that's end activity might not be motorized. Maybe it's a climber, maybe it's a hiker, it's a mountain mm -hmm. biker, mm -hmm. but if they're using a motorized vehicle to access whatever that end activity is, you know, we look at the work that we yep. do as, as supporting them as well. That makes sense. There's so much trash that's been pulled out. <laughs> like yeah. every post that the, that's triple digits or more of trash that's being pulled out of these places. The, uh, the other cool program that we've got going on, uh, well, I'd say two more. One is Quadratech. Uh, so okay. Quadratech partnered with us in April of this year. We made the announcement at uh, Easter mm. Jeep that uh, they are going to fund a project, and it could be a trail project, it could be a signage project, um, but some type of trail restoration effort in every single state. Um, oh, so sure. we're, we're into that project right now. There's there's Rob from Quad. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's actually talking it through. Our, yeah. yeah, he's actually that's uh, actually the project. Chris, we need to add Quadrotech and, and Rob specifically to our future guest list. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. We we also need to make it out the Easter Jeep Safari. Like we're overdue. Come on, so <laughs> come be our guest. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think the thing that we we carry from tread lightly whether it's easter jeep safari or you know uh what oh god it's something on the rocks the ut the big utv one in rally on the rocks rally on yeah that one uh, or all the overland <laughs> expos is you know is yeah. like it's it's leave things better than you left them you know whether that's mm -hmm. clearing a tree off a trail or yeah or eliminating trash that was left there by, you know, shithead locals. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that's good to hear that you're partnering with Quadratract. Quadratract is like one of the, the big stalwarts in the Jeep world, you know? Um, well, Quad, Quad's been a great partner for ours. They're really one of our longest partners. Um, you know, and this this program has been, been really great. You guys would love to see what's sitting in my garage right now. Oh the, boy, uh, enlighten the, us. The, uh, the Quadratech 
JTE SEMA build is sitting in my garage right now. Oh my god. I gotta he at least was specific so I can Google. Oh uh, yeah, Google. It's all over. Wait, why and how is that in your garage? Um, because we're gonna go do a project in uh California for the 50 for 50 in a couple weeks. So um that's that vehicle, you know. Greg Henderson did a great job on that build. Um, but we're actually gonna take it out and there it is. Use it, use it to get some positive work done on the trails. It's so awesome. <laughs> that that's that's so the gladiator that everybody wanted Jeep to build, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna say for the audio listener, oh, which is the God. only kind of listener is audio. Uh it's a gladiator, but it's only the front row of the gladiator. So it's actually what uh, J it's J U. It's a J- it's a yeah, it's that so they're calling it a JTE. Okay. So it was a it was a JL that Greg, you know, basically chopped the second row of seats off. Mm-hmm. It's replaced with a gladiator bed, but it also has a 12-inch extension on the gladiator bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just a straight gladiator bed. Um but good. it's a but it's a four by it was a four by E JL. Yep. Okay. So it's on so, 37s. It's it's a really cool piece. So retain the hybrid. Yes, it's nice. the it's the best of everything that the JL and JT platform offers, plus a little extra bed because the yeah. the JT bed's not really much of a bed. Um, and thirty sevens. Yeah, well, I mean, you can fit thirty. What is it? Like inch and a half, two inches, two inches of lift on for thirty sevens. I mean, yeah. You know, that's the world we're in. Like shit, fucking power wagon, thirty sevens fit without a lift. So, you know, that's the gladiator we all wish they had made. And the gladiator's great, but outdoor pictures too. Two doors, man. Yeah, it's just, dude, it's fantastic. No there kids. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I that's what I looked at this and saw. <laughs> See, the, you're on the opposite side of it. I look at it and I'm like, I can't wait until my kid can ride <laughs> something like that. Like I'm I'm looking at Comanches, you know, like MJs, and thinking I could start building this now, and then by the time she's 16, it could be roadworthy. <laughs> if you really want to dig into Comanches, I know a guy. We can we can talk about that later. Do you? Yes. Wait, really? He, he has multiple ones on his property. Is it David Tracy? It's not David Tracy. He's moving, by the way. Have you not he seen is. that? I've, okay, don't, I've we don't, don't yeah. tangent that. We'll get I, into I, I was literally looking at my emails thinking to myself, why hasn't David responded to my emails for another and show? I, and then I saw Twitter. And went, oh. that, yes. <laughs> well, no, not Twitter because won't go. you couldn't pay me to go on Twitter. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's my favorite part to keep tagging you on tweets. They're moving <laughs> multiple old Jeeps across the country right now. Oh, and I'm pretty sure David got sick at one point too. So yeah. So it's, Matt, what else is in uh in your garage now other than the you know dream gladiator? Um the wife's ram. And and right now my spot is empty because the uh I just took the Bronco today to get a tread lightly wrap put on it. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's a lot better than another um, <clears throat> friend of the show who may or may not have been on the show who took his Bronco in for a second transfer case issue. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, no, ha- I didn't say ha- that. 
I haven't had any issues with mine yet. It's been great. And um, I've had mine since the end of August, and I'm pushing 7,000 miles already. So. Awesome. So you've had, the, <laughs> had it since the end of August 22, and you yes. place the order for it when? Um, March of 21. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that's not, that tracks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what, what spec is your Bronco? It's a wild track. Okay. 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 Ross, I'm going to derail real fast, though. Yep. How How is Cinder Hills, Matt? Uh, if you've never been to Cinder Hills, the next time you're in Flagstaff, you have to go. Well, so I was in Flagstaff in May for Expo, where I saw you, uh-huh. and they had fires. And so we couldn't go to Cinder Hills. Yep. So yeah, that's that's why our our project at cinder hills took forever to complete because we actually after that fire we had a second fire Uh, but it's uh we we did a project up there that was when that that picture was from we we were able to get the project done up there we rebuilt uh 300 350 feet of of fencing that was actually just incinerated by the fire (laughs) um you know, really, that for for the most part, it fared pretty well from the fire. It burned a lot of the underbrush and stuff, and you know, you could even see from that picture that a lot of the branches and stuff are a little bit higher. It has created some erosion issues, but in terms of just a fun place to to go, it it looks like you're on the moon. I mean, yeah. it's black pebble lava rock everywhere. Um, you know, there's some really cool hill climbs. It's a great place to camp and over and overland at. So. Um, we actually have another project planned uh, up there for the Thursday before Overland Expo this year. Nice. I just have, uh, I, I love the visuals there. I think they're amazing. Have there been worse derailments for a project than a than a fire? Other than COVID, let's pretend you know all that exists. But is is you know, fire? That was that was probably really this year was probably the worst thing. And it was frustrating because we had the two back to back. And um then, you know, then we got rain <laughs> this summer. We got some of the storms, you know, this summer after you'd had that. So the neighborhood right there around Cinder Hills got hammered a couple times, um, you know, with flash flood stuff, uh, which you don't wish that on anyone. Oh, um, thank you. Fun. No. There you go. That's a great shot. Dude, I love it up there. That's a YJ. Who's YJ is that? I don't know. This is random Google search. Oh, okay. well, <laughs> yeah. Ig- ignore my. I'm messing. Red YJ is a little, a very special place in my. Yeah, mind. that's a that's a later YJ, not the early ones. So. Sweet. So, so yeah, I think the the last per, uh, program I was going to bring up is um, Bronco Wild Fund. You know, Forge. Ford started the wild fund when the Bronco came back, you know, to, to support conservation efforts. Um, we're one of the five organizations that um, get support from that fund. And, uh, you know, that's been a, a really great relationship with Ford um, and, you know, to continue into 23. And we, one of the things that we just did here in Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, uh, a friend of mine came to me in August, I guess July, August, and said, hey, you know, I think we need to do a Bronco event in Phoenix. Um, he's got a 77, um, really nice, uh, nice Bronco. And, you know, it was like, this is going to be a, you know, a cool event. We had no idea what this thing was going to do. 
And the number of people that kept registering, that's Joey's Bronco right there. God damn. There's mine. Is um, that the original color? That can't be the original color. On the green one? I'm pretty, yeah. And there's there's Shelby Hall's Bronco. So this is the event. Um, we ended up with 214 Broncos on site in Sanderson Ford. Um, we should have connected so, you with Mike Musto, too. He could have brought a real pretty one. It. We just had a great time. We had, um, there's a guy in Colorado that has one of the vintage strop haulers. Um, it's crazy. It's got a cab over that actually has mercury hmm. branding on it. Um, but we had like eight or nine strop Broncos on site and Willie strop was there as well. Oh, wow. Really? Um, it was, it was just a crazy, awesome event. Um, so this was year one and there's already a discussion about year two. So where, and where exactly was this? It was at Sanderson Ford in Phoenix. Well, Glendale in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Three days, Russ, three days, three to drive, three days to drive. <laughs> <laughs> one day to fly, one day to be there, one day to fly. Back. Yeah. 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 Come on out. I mean, shit. Those are fantastic Broncos. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, what? Uh, as as we're you know encroaching on the next ten ish fifteen minutes of our of uh, show time, what uh what can tread lightly recommend that the casual listener do other than you know join and follow and and participate in the events and and um you know, the, the doings, what are, what are some like more low key stuff that everybody can do to help? I would say, honestly, number one right now is stay on designated trails. When you're off-roading, we yes. have, we have a lot of off-trail excursions and user created routes that are, they're just causing issues. And ultimately they become, um, ammunition, maybe not the, the best word, but for, for the opponents of, of motorized recreation. Ammunition is um, not the wrong word. It, it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's counter fire against us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we did a project at the end of September um, up in Sedona and the Coconino where we were just closing user created routes. Um there's a, a family up there that's that's been farming that area for years. And, you know, some of those user-created routes are are causing issues for them. And, you know, they've had some reductions in their grazing rights on uh, on the forest. And, you know, that's that's not fair to them. We have plenty of places to ride. Um, you know, just really stay on the trail. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's pretty it's pretty easy to do. Um, you know, I, I say a lot of times, like the challenges we have these vehicles, what, whether it's, you know, a, a Bronco or a Jeep or a cruiser or whatever it is, or okay, side by side, or yeah, you know, they, they're yep. capable of going almost anywhere, but they shouldn't go almost anywhere. Um, and, and that's really for the for I don't care whether it's the the novice or, or rookie user or the guy that's been doing this forever, just stay on the trail. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. 
there's a there's a shot of that day where we were working on those routes. Yep. Did I get close? I was hoping I got close. <laughs> you nailed it. That's the project. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, so really interesting right there. You know, and some people might think, you know, some people tend to have a perception of of who's going to be into to doing projects on public lands and who's not. So that's Hubert Rowland right there on the left of Nitro Circus fame, um, probably better known by uh, most people as everybody's redneck. Yeah, um, we've we've but, all seen him crash. That guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Hubert brought out a bunch of guys from Nitro Circus. Hubert was doing a ride from the Canadian border to the the Mexican border. Um, we we connected, and um, you know he brought a bunch of guys out, and we had a great day. Um, got a bunch of work done, and uh, you know his crew really enjoyed it. And huge thank you to them for for making that happen. And um, but yeah, it's. It's fun to do positive things with positive people. Yes. Ain't that the truth? Very much so. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Just glad I got the right photos there. Every now and then yeah. I'll just take a stab. 140 <laughs> something episodes, man. You, you've got the producing down. Sneezes over my shoulder, though. <laughs> Red IQ. She knows. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> Is it the time to wrap up the show already? It's yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've covered it. Well, sweet, uh, Matt. What I, I'd say, what do you want to plug? Um, it, it feels a little silly to ask that question. You know, I mean, f for us, it's like I said, it's the do your part piece. Everybody's got a role that they can play. Yes, mm -hmm. we. You know, mm -hmm. some people are in an area where they can volunteer. Some people are, you know, can stay on the trail. Some people can become tread lightly members. Um, you know, everybody's got a role that they can play. We all love, you know, uh, off-roading and, and the fun that we get to have. And, um, the, the thing I will, I'll say is we're doing some changing in some of our marketing stuff. Um, you know, tread lightly for years has talked about, you know, protecting your access and, um, stewardship work. What we've done this year is actually talked with a lot of people and, you know, we've got a lot of new people like, you know, Rashi referenced that have come into the off-road community. Mm -hmm. And some of those things just don't resonate with them as well if, if they didn't grow up in it. Right. So we've got, we've got two new headlines, hashtags that you're going to start seeing from us. Um, we've started using some of those already, particularly like the UTV audience. Um, and we've, we've bounced this off of some of our partners already. You're going to start seeing Protect the Fund. Um, you know, th that's what that audience likes. They're, they're out there to have fun, but we want to make sure that we're, we're protecting the ability to keep having fun. Yep. Um, you know, for the more, you know, that four by four audience, the, the overlanding crew, um, we're going to use protect the adventure, you know, and okay. I think those two, those two lines really speak to the entire audience that we're trying to talk about, uh, talk to, you know, all of us want adventure, all of us want to keep having fun. Um, mm -hmm. but we all have a part to play in that. So you're going to start seeing, do your part to protect the fun, do your part to protect the adventure. We dig it. Love it. Yeah. I'll always leave things better than when you got there. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, please. please, but also no. 
you have an obligation. Come on. Dude, it, it, it's something that like, we, we talk about a lot about things in this country that are like, or whether you're born with it or whatever, like this has to be taught. Picking up after yourself and or others has to be taught. Yeah. So I don't know if kids. I use it. No, you go, Matt. I was going to say, I don't know if I used this last time, um, but we use it. You know, one of the people, people like to say about public lands is, you know, this is my land. I own it. So, you know, back years ago, I think it was Amex had the membership has, has its privileges, you know, tagline. Yes. Yep. Well, mem membership has its privileges. Yeah. Ownership has its responsibility. So yes. we have a responsibility yep. to make sure we're doing our part to make sure public lands are open for us to continue to recreate on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I just tell everybody who off roads or hikes or, you know, camps or anything, just leave it better. That's yeah. it. Leave it better. And so I'm trying to you see trying to hammer that from us. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to hammer that into your kids. Start young. Um Absolutely. I, my daughter is impressionable, but I don't think she totally understands. She understands smile. Start now. <laughs> Start now. Yeah. Smile. Every, every time turn around and be like, clean up after yourself, young lady. <laughs> yes. Don't shit on the floor. <laughs> Put a diaper Wait, on her. What are you doing? There's shit. <laughs> shit comes out of the diapers. You know that very well. I know. I, I, know. <laughs> I think I shared that picture from with you already. <laughs> I'm 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 putting this on the record in our podcast. Um, I'm writing a children's book called "Why Am I Wet." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, real quick anecdote: We were maybe at an amusement park in Florida. I had <laughs> maybe the third kid strapped to me. Uh, and we had just finished with something and all of a sudden I felt a warm sensation uh, on my belly. He peed all over me and we were like, I've seen big daddy. Oh. Yeah. We were like two hours into an eight hour day kind of thing. And of course it's Florida. So you're, you're not ever going to dry. Like it's so cute. Anyway, that's what we'll let we'll just everything else. Just got more. Yes. Yeah. No, just, just right there. Belly. Anyway, anyway, I'll wrap oh up the show. You can God. rate and review the show wherever you there? listen to podcasts. Because we have kids. Everyone, <laughs> anyone else with kids will understand. All those without will be like, y'all are insane. And we are. Uh, yeah. You can like and subscribe on YouTube. Matt is uh, so Tread Lightly is oh. at Tread Lightly Team on Instagram. That, that's where I follow him. And then Matt is Matt underscore from underscore Tread Lightly. Um, yep. If you. Here's the hint. Just type in Matt Caldwell and it comes up. <laughs> Thanks, Instagram. Yeah. You can follow Hooniverse, <laughs> the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. Ross is no, not like the one from Friends. I'm at Overlanding Dad. And that's it. We've done a show. Yeah. Welcome to 2023. First, yeah. <laughs> our third year. Let's oh my gosh. Shit up. 